Aloha, everyone. It's Dr. Lisa Hartwell. Welcome to Anxiety Ease, the show that reveals a calm mind is an organized mind, and an organized mind is a calm mind. We'll make it fun and inspirational with a bit of learning the neuroscience and the real reason some of us keep pushing on professionally, good or bad, at the expense of leading life with inner peace. Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Anxiety Ease podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the holiday season. I have a good one for you today. This is how joy and stress can work together, even during the holiday season, if that seems imaginable. So let's get going. So I always think of joy and stress, or a lot of people do, I would think, that they're not compatible. (laughs) They're on opposite ends of the spectrum, actually, right? Especially during something like the holidays, which seems to start early and earlier every year. So I kind of want to talk today about, and I know your time is short today, so I'm going to try and get through these for you today. I know sometimes that it feels that there's just no way that you can enjoy the holiday season with all the to-dos. I call them tadas, my ta-da list, um, with absolute joy and also when you have accompanying stress with that. So I've got four things I want you to think about today on how we can all get better at managing our high-functioning anxiety, especially during the holidays. Uh, This first one I want to talk about, the first two actually relate to joy and the second two relate to stress. So the first part I want to kind of cover is how we establish joy, how we maintain joy, even during the holiday season is always recognize that we're part of something bigger. And I want to talk to you a little bit about a story that happened during our holiday season that we just are wrapping up now. And that is our wonderful 12-year-old son decided to do his lemonade fundraiser this year for Make-A-Wish Foundation Hawaii. And that has really taught us all as a family, of course, not only We've always known that that's really our focus, that we're part of something bigger, but this really drove his point home during the holiday season. And what happened is our son actually sells lemonade. We live next to a trail, so he does pretty well with that, with his lemonade stand on weekends, usually once a month or so, just to for his spending money. He likes Bank of Mom and Bank of Dad, so he was taught Maybe about three or four years ago, we decided to get him started on a lemonade stand and he's loving it. And he actually has done so well that what we told him was once a year, he has to choose someone who isn't as fortunate as him and to give back, give back to our community, give back to something that's bigger than himself and us as a family. And I tell you, watching the joy in his face as well as the recipients of his fundraising efforts has been nothing short of phenomenal. He started out, uh, let's see, I guess it's been about three years ago now. He started out with Toys for Tots. That was his first one he chose. And he had so much fun. He raised $1,000 and we went and spent $1,000 on base here in Hawaii and bought a thousand dollars worth of toys. And let me tell you, so he's 12. So he would have been what nine at the time. <laughs> he ha- 
had so much fun buying three carts of toys and putting them in the bin and uh, having all the registers ringing the, all the toys up. That was so much fun. And I cannot tell you how much joy that created. And also knowing that we were just helping so many children. And then second, the second fundraiser was for Shriners Hospitals here in Hawaii. And, and that actually started because we lost, uh, we actually lost both of our mothers um, in the last couple of years. And so his grandmothers and he, one of his, my, uh, my husband's mom, she got some, uh, she had some treatment back when she was two or three, I believe it was at Shriners here in Hawaii. And, uh, to honor her, if he sold or donate a thousand dollars, he would get a brick in her honor. So that's where he set his, his, uh, sights on. Well, he didn't only earn enough or raise enough rather for the thousand dollars for her brick, which sits there today. He actually uh, fundraised $4,000 and donated all of that to Shriners. So that was super exciting. And um, this year he chose Make-A-Wish. And when we sat and we actually met with Make-A-Wish, we found out that it was uh, an average wish for a child is about $12,500. And knowing that, we looked at each other and said, okay, well, we got to up our game here. What What is that going to take? And so the two pieces of not only lemonade sales at the stand and online donations as well, uh, Macy's here in Hawaii or across the nation, they actually do Dear Santa letters. And Macy's donates up to $2 million to make a wish for every Santa letter that's turned in, they pay a dollar. And then during a certain time of the season here, I think it's December, the second week of December and through Christmas, they actually reimburse $2 per letter. Well, we ended up partnering and my son reached out to about, I believe it was 13 schools here and partnered with the schools to see if the kids could fill out Dear Santa letters as well as at his lemonade stands. Well, he has surpassed that goal in spades, and we are overjoyed. I can't even tell you for him. And he is too. He's he's definitely 12 and a half. He's definitely a teenager. So he, he doesn't jump for joy like you know mom does for him. <laughs> that's that's my role in the family, I suppose. But he has been getting so many wonderful, so much wonderful feedback. And really, I've seen such a maturity in him, really, in the last three months of putting this project together, of recognizing, of being a part of something bigger. And that's truly what the holiday spirit is about anyway, isn't it? It, It's always about, this isn't just about me. This isn't about my stress or my anxiety. This is my contribution to something else out there. The second part is that let's stay grounded in the reason for the season. And this isn't only just the, uh, you know, the the typical saying that so many people say as far as the Christianity piece of Jesus being the reason for this season. But the reason for this season is really being grounded in this piece of creating joy, creating joy for yourself so you can spread that joy to others. And that's really the reason for the season. Now, if you happen to be a Christian and you know that you're anchoring and grounding your joy in whatever you believe in as far as Jesus or your Lord or God or the universe or what have you, it's really the reason for the season that you're grounding that. But the point is, is you're supposed to be spreading that 
joy throughout your life. Now, shifting now to how these two get married, when we look at the stress idea and how they interact, is really when you think about when this continuum piece that I always talk about, going from stress to high-functioning anxiety to clinical anxiety all the way to burnout, really one of the questions you want to look at when you're thinking about integrating joy and stress is, is it something as simple as an organizational issue? So is there something that you can do when you know that Christmas is coming, much like we knew that this fundraiser was going to be such a a bigger endeavor than we've ever done with him before, in that we had to get ourselves organized, not only get ourselves organized for the sake of the fundraiser, but get ourselves organized for the sake of during the holiday season, which is just another layer of ta-da's, right, of things to do. And when you think about that for yourself, where is it that you could really cut down or manage your stress and manage your anxiety by being more focused on organizing your systems, organizing your business systems, organizing your personal systems, organizing your family systems, your kids systems, all of that. And one of the pieces that I always use that is so helpful for me and gets me through my weeks is batching. And I don't know if that, if you know that term, but organizing for myself is all about chunking things together so I can focus on that task, on what it, what the purpose of that task is. So for example, you know, when I'm working on administrative tasks in my business and, you know, doing my billing or calling back clients or getting people scheduled, I set aside time for that. And that's all I'm doing during that time. I'm not trying to work on a podcast. I'm not trying to uh, think about what's for dinner. I'm not I'm not trying to think about what I need to do for my job or anything along those lines. It's really about focusing, creating the space to focus and batch whatever that task is in the moment. So that would be the same thing for, for how you're integrating Christmas, for instance, if that's something that you celebrate. And you know, batching your shopping, batching your wrapping, all of those things. And then the final one that I wanted to cover that contributes to to that stress continuum, but how it interrelates with uh, being aligned with working together with joy is really assessing your own personal developmental triggers through the holidays. And what that means is, I address this in my book, Bad Apples, that some of you know about how to feel good even rot things happen. I use five different developmental models in there and it really helps you assess why am I personally getting triggered by this same topic, by the same theme, by the same type of person, by the same season. That's going to be so individual and so personal, but it's something that's imperative for you is your personal development to recognize so you can at least minimize the stress and flip the switch into knowing that number one, your history is your history and now is the present. And that's where you create the joy by being grounded in, again, the reason for the season, as well as being a part of something bigger, that it isn't necessarily about what originally triggered you in the first place. And the only way to really assess that is to look at the themes of when you notice the same types of things are triggering you every single Christmas season. 
And one of the things that I like to work on with clients and myself as well is when you know full well that you're, you're going to go to this family function, for example, or maybe a, a, a company Christmas party or something, and you know what your personal trigger is, it might be something as simple as being an introvert and or an ambivert like my, myself. I feel like I'm extreme extrovert. I love being with people. But boy, after I'm done, I'm kind of done. And I need to sort of withdraw and, and be in my own head space and just be quiet. And that's just something that's always been a part of who I am. And so that would be a, a way to manage. The script for me would be to have an exit strategy. I know that I'm going to time bound my time with people because I know what my limit is and I know what I have to do to be able to manage that. But while I'm there, I can be fully present and have the joy and the fun and all the excitement it is with people coming together but knowing full well that I have a script ready for when it's time for me to just depart. And then the same thing for maybe it's a family function where you find yourself always getting triggered. So you know that you have a script ready because that particular family member or that situation or that topic is always going to be brought up because it happens in almost every single family. We'll have a script ready for yourself. Whether that means to extricate from yourself, whether that means that you just show up and you just listen, but you don't participate in the conversation, or maybe this year you're going to decide to show up and have a script where you show up and you participate fully to be able to own what you want to share. And that's okay. It's really an individual part. But the point is, is at some point, recognizing your developmental triggers that got you here and having a script helps you prepare how to manage that stress and high-functioning anxiety because it is something that comes and goes that you can actually work together with creating that joy of the season. So I hope that's really helpful for you. Uh, I know this has been a really tough year for some, and it's been a real joyous year, believe it or not, for many. There's been so many amazing things that have happened this year. I look forward to bringing you more um, just hope and joy and love and support through 2023 with this podcast, especially as it relates to high functioning anxiety and coming up with, you know, some solutions for you to think about. And remember, if there's anything that you want from me, just reach out. You can DM me, you go to my website and book a call with me anytime you want. We can chat how I can best help you in the new year. And in the meantime, Let's recap and remember you're part of something bigger. Let's keep grounded in the reason for the season here and keep yourself organized and recognizing your triggers with scripts. And let's have joy and stress work together even during the holiday season. Ahui ho, take care, and I'll see you next time. Okay, that's a wrap for this week. The Anxiety Ease podcast is produced by myself, and the music is provided by Pixabay. For more episodes or to get in touch anytime, you can visit my website, drlisahartwell.com. And if you do like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. Also, if you want to see where you fall in the continuum of your high-functioning anxiety, head on over to the link that's found in the show notes, heartwellanxietyassessment.com. <laughs>